You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last. Hell no, that ain't me rapping on that song. What up? This the real coach JB man. Another slapdick podcast coming at you on this Monday, October fifth. Uh, trying to catch up. I usually do this podcast on Sundays, as you know. Um, Sundays get rough on me, man. I have a little few mini slapdick whiskeys and uh, watching these games. Pissed off that I'm losing my bets. I could beat the best handicapper in the world, <clears throat> Brandon Lane, but I can't beat nobody else. Fuck. Go figure, man. So uh, I hit eight out of nine on a parlay that would have won me 150 grand. And, uh, you know, hey, scared money don't make money. You got to bet on the underdog to get a big win. And I bet on Vandy, and that was the team I lost, man. That was the only game I lost, man, and uh, had a shot at it. <clears throat> Quote of the day, man. Let's get you started on this Monday work week, grind week, uh, etc. We, bo- we are all born ignorant, but one must work very hard to stay stupid. We're all born fucking ignorant, but you got to work really, really fucking hard to stay stupid, man. I'm just going to tell you. That's damn near uh, insanity, as you know, doing the same shit over and over, expecting a different result. And that's what we get, man. We see that a lot nowadays. You don't even understand. We had cats trying to make one-hand catches, lazy as fuck, ride receivers in college. We had dudes putting up the deuce already at the 12, 15-yard line and, and getting caught. Um, which maybe wins the game for a Kentucky team. Uh, just showboat bullshit, man, that they watch uh, NFL guys do. And uh, you cannot tell me that this college football business is not a recycled business because I'm just telling you that shit like that wouldn't be cracking under my watch. And, and I'm not going to say it would never happen. Kids will test anyone. Kids will do the shit, but... That motherfucker would have set the pine the rest of that game. If he did it again, he wouldn't have played again. I don't give a fuck how good he was. But I would have had a relationship with that great player, too. And we would have made sure that motherfucker understood what he was doing. But this, you know, we're seeing it more and more and more and more. And it's the same old coaches allowing the shit. And they go from one school to another and get the same result. So presidents, ADs, you know, they're all insane, man. Doing the same shit over and over. So, hey, it is what it is, man. Uh, lots to talk about. You know, we're trying to get over this weekend. Um, you know, Sundays I got my little pool party. Uh, gambling pool, not swimming pool. But uh, lots to cover, man. Like I said, I hit eight out of nine on a fucking parlay. I could have won the whole thing. It is what it is. Pissed off. Um Shout out to all my YouTube subscribers and members. I appreciate you guys coming in. James, Shane, uh, Jonathan, all you guys that are in here today. Um, appreciate all this up. Sugar Bell Cards. It's Mr. HD, James Marzano. All you guys that are in uh, members and subscribers. Hey, join, man, my, my uh, high-tier YouTube. I'm doing it for coaches in particular. Some maybe not coaches that may, I got a couple CEOs of some companies in there, but coaches in particular, football one-on-one, um, 
I completed my third uh, segment, and then I'll have another one tomorrow. So I'm doing those on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays. I might have said Monday, Thursday, Saturday. We're doing Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays from now on. And uh, come a member, man. Starting tomorrow, it's only for the members only. So uh, we'll promote it on social media. But it's going to be huge. It's going to be the best online clinic there is. Um, this show is brought to you by Manscaped. Got to get the, the ads paid. Uh, 2020 has been a crazy year. Uh, things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing you can't control, and that's shaving your balls. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Hey, I know you. some of you guys on YouTube probably need Manscaped. Don't bullshit. I know your girls have been talking about it. She, they probably pulling hairs out their mouth, teeth, etc. Go shave your shit, gentlemen. Go be gentlemen and shave your balls. Women, push your men to shave their balls. You know you're fucking... You're just... If you ain't coaching it, you're allowing it, ladies. So, don't allow it. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code SLAPDICK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code SLAPDICK. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. Take your grooming game to the next level. Manscaped.com. All right. Uh, Shane, he, Shane admits he needs Manscaped, so use my promo code. I have a couple buddies that have used it and got 20% off and bought the uh, 3.0, uh, the little shaver, man. It's, it's, it's legit. You ain't got to worry about cutting your nuts. So um, get into this weekend, man. We had a fury of things, flurry of things happen, right? From the Cam Newton COVID, Tennessee Titans just keep getting more and more COVID tests. You know, Texas, Oklahoma looks like they're horrible. Um, you know, does does Lincoln Riley really produce great quarterbacks? Um, or does he just take quarterbacks that have already been developed? And uh, these are all things, man, to discuss today. So we're going to get into it. Um, SMU college football team had their student crowd the entire student section ejected from the game for violating COVID policy now listen man this is my thing it goes two ways I guess it's a double edged sword you allow them into the place outdoors in a, in a, in a stadium you have to understand you're allowing kids in with no supervisor supervision sitting there. It's not like it's a fucking, there's a goddamn um, usher sitting there watching every single thing they do, right? Um, you allow them in the stadium. You got to give them a little leeway in my opinion, right? One, kids, you know, two, that if you go in there, you better have some fucking mask or do whatever the fuck they're saying to do or you're going to be ejected. So it's a double-edged sword. My thing is, why allow crowds in there if you're going to fucking be that much of a stingent and you're going to do this stupid shit? If you can't separate them wide enough, then don't allow them in. Like, I, I hate these motherfucking stores that are open right now. You go in there and the fucking people working are scared to talk to you. Then don't open the fucking business if you can't help me find something in your fucking establishment. This shit is unbelievable, man. It's fucking horrible. 
customer service is shitty, but they want you. They want to be open to serve the public, but then they don't help you, and they're fucking lazy as fuck. They're hiding out from you because they they think you're like a contagion waiting to happen. So don't open then. Don't let kids in the stadium if you're going to kick them out because they fucking violate the goddamn deal. Now, kids, don't go if you're going to go intentionally violate the deal. All right. Stop being fucking slapdicks. So the whole student section of SMU was ejected. SMU won the game, um, by the way. But I, I don't know, man. It's just it's it's unbelievable. Cam Newton and the Chiefs, you know, Cam Newton tests positive. They retest, they retest, they retest. Now, they retested. Now, let me, I'm just asking you, why didn't they play yesterday? Because I'm just confused here. So, Cam Newton, you cannot tell me this ain't no money grab. This whole COVID situation in the times that we're playing in, you cannot tell me college football and NFL is not just a money grab. And these players are getting injured. 69 players done for the season in the NFL. I mean, you're seeing them drop like fucking wildfire, man. It's like flies dropping out here, and cats are cool with it. Just to please who? The crowd of audience to see football by a bunch of fucking practice squad players that fuck up your DraftKings fucking line? That's what we're watching because normally Cam Newton, what if he would have, God forbid, he broke his leg. Are they going to cancel the game and push it to a Monday? They did all the testing. Don't give me that bullshit. That whole false negative bullshit was all bullshit just to push the game to Monday night, get the ratings higher, and they need to get those ratings higher because, well, Will Pelfrey on YouTube asked, what's the difference for 24 hours? The difference is Monday night is going to gain at least two, three million more eyeballs. That's the difference between Monday night primetime and a Sunday game. So that's why they did it. It's a money grab. I know the business. I've been in it. I understand it. I know what they do. And you can't tell me all these things. Oh, then they came out with positive. Oh, oh, then, oh it's negative. It was false reading. So... It's a money grab. They need to get the fucking eyeballs up. They need to get the ratings up. And just uh, if Cam was hurt, right, they would have played yesterday with Bobby Hoyer as the starter. He was the backup. So I'm just telling you, right? I mean, I don't even know. I haven't looked. I don't care because I don't the whole the rating shit's bullshit anyway. Television ratings. It was the Sunday night football game. Equivalent to the NBA Finals game last night? Maybe somebody could look it up. I don't know. I think they're both shitty as far as ratings go. And, uh, you know, the Niners have a whole depleted defense. We're going to get into that whole deal. And and then you got, you got a, a Miami Heat team that has a depleted team. And then you got a LeBron and AD who played horribly soft. And... If another motherfucker put LeBron and AD in the same sentence as Kobe and Shaq ever again, I will slap the fuck out of you if you're in a range of my hand. I'm just going to be honest. That soft-ass shit you saw last night, if Kobe's teams weren't good enough to win, that's one thing. But you ain't never going to see Kobe do that shit. You ain't never going to see Shaq do that soft-ass shit. 
They lost to Detroit Pistons 4-1. to one. I posted a tweet last night. Someone fucking made me take it down. Uh, I can't say no names, but I had to anyway. And there's other reasons. But anyway, I hate taking shit down because I hate to renege on shit. But this is the thing. Some guy goes, yeah, you like your Kobe Shaq team that lost 4-1 to Detroit? Number one, Carl fucking Malone was hurt, didn't play. Bynum was a rookie, I think he didn't play. And Trevor Ariza, who was a great defender they needed, didn't play. They were hurt. Number two, that's the best defensive NBA basketball team of all time, in my opinion. And some guy goes, well, a lot of role players. First of all, Tayshawn Prince, Rip Hamilton. I think they had Ben Wallace. They had fucking Chauncey Billups. I don't think they were role players, especially not in 2003 and four. But what do I know? Motherfuckers just be talking on social media. That's why the name of this show and this 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 show this today the slapstick podcast episode is titled Jack of All Trades Masters of None because all these cats get on these social medias and they talk like they know everything about all your jobs and every single profession in the world they've done it and they've been in it and they're better that's just crazy to me so I don't know man. Um, I still got Lakers in five, no doubt. I, I knew they were going to win in five. NBA Finals wouldn't have allowed them to sweep. I'm just telling you, they needed the ratings. You don't think they need the ratings? Shit, that shit looked like a straight fucking cover-up last night. Lakers could not have played. Lakers, if you watch the game, the Lakers looked like they were playing bad on purpose and still found themselves leading in the fourth quarter, 91-89. That's how evenly unmatched this game is. Like... This t- this game is not close. The, t- the game, the, the talent level of the, or at least the matchups are not close. The Lakers should really beat them by twenty five a game. Really, I mean to be honest, and it's not even a close series. It shouldn't be. And last night just proved why you cannot put Kobe and Shaq and disrespect those two top five players of all time, possibly. Top 10 for sure, right? With mentioning LeBron and AD with them. You can't do it. It's unbelievable. Look, this is not only the, this is not the first, but the second time LeBron's walked off the court in, uh, in an unprofessional manner. Like, don't walk off the court sucking your teeth, bruh. I love LeBron for what he stands for. I really do. I think he's a great player as well, obviously. Probably top 7, 10 player of all time, too. But those things that this generation lacks that we just never saw growing up as a, in my generation, even though I'm a generation ahead of him, I just never, we never saw those things. You didn't see it with Kobe. You didn't see it with Shaq. You definitely didn't see it with Magic, Jordan, Bird, Mikhail, fucking Mahorn, Dumars, Isaiah. Rodman, those cats were there to scrap, fight, and claw. I don't give a fuck if you were winning by 30 or down by 30. These cats said there is no killer instinct. I'm tired of Kendrick Perkins saying that these guys are killers. There is no such thing as killers. There's no more killers in the NBA, NFL, etc. There's just no more killers. Quit saying there's killers out there in the NBA and the NFL. There's not killers. This generation don't even know what a killer is, Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins is a big hypocrite on fucking ESPN, by the way. And it's a joke that he keeps saying, carry on. The goons are killers. 
LeBron's a killer. These New Orleans Pelicans got straight killers. Motherfucking LeVar Ball or whatever. Lonzo Ball is not a killer. If Lonzo Ball's a killer, you're from the softest ass hood I've ever heard of, dog. Kendrick Perkins. My bad. That's just what it is. If Lonzo Ball is a fucking killer, you must not know where he's from. Because he's from right over here in a fucking nice ass affluent area of fucking Inland Empire. He's not a killer. There's no killers. Killer is Kobe when that face looked at you when he fucking daggered your throat um, when they were up 20. Not walking off the court because you guys got sucked in the mouth by Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler had to do a miracle. And if you are, if LeBron or AD just show up, they just show up, they still lose. The Heat still lose. I don't give a fuck about... Listen, I'm not trying to take away Butler's limelight for that last night. I think he's the first person ever to out everything LeBron in a finals game. Like, point, assist, rebound. I'm not here to take that away from him, all right? I think he's still a great role player. I don't believe he's a superstar. I don't even believe he's a really a, a perennial all-star. I think Jimmy Butler's a great third option. That's why Jimmy Butler's left Minnesota. That's why Jimmy Butler's left Philadelphia. He wants to be the guy, not the other guy. Yes, Jimmy Butler. He's from a Juco. I think he went to Blinn or Navarro. Tyler. Maybe he went to Tyler Juco in Texas. But anyway, Butler's a Juco guy. Walks on at Marquette, I believe. Ends up making a name. I love the story. I'm not going to hate on that. But if LeBron and AD are so-called fucking killers, like Kendrick Perkins says, that game is over last night, even with his 40. So I'm just going to be honest with you. Jimmy Butler did not will that game. He willed it in his own mind. He didn't necessarily win the game. I believe AD and LeBron lost it. And that soft-ass mentality is what lost it. So that's just what it is. Um, but I love Le- LeBron for what he stands for. I just don't. I just think sometimes they cats get in their feelings, man. And that's just the difference in the, in, in the generation. Uh, but it's a money grab. Um, for the Cam Newton deal, man. Um, I just think that if he broke his leg, they would have played yesterday. I don't see the difference. But again, they have the excuse of COVID to cover up any type of bullshit. They can anything that they want to do. COVID is an excuse, and that goes for everyone in America right now. Anything that we want to do. Can't pay mortgage, can't pay card note, can't pay credit card, COVID, COVID, COVID. So I'm not mad at it at all. Shit, trust me, I'm not mad at it at all. What I'm saying is we have the option to use the excuse of COVID right now when at any other time we could not. So, of course, they're going to push this game to Saturday, or to Monday, and now they're going to play tonight. So, so tell me, you don't think ratings are going to be higher on a Monday with Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes playing? Shit. That was their way. That was what they weighed. Just so you know, NFL was weighing this option. Do we play Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers try to boost the ratings? Because we can't get Cam, right? They were hoping Cam tested negative on a false, and you get Cam Newton, Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers on the same night. That's what they were hoping. That didn't happen, so they had to say, fuck it, we got to take two out of three. We're going to take Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers back-to-back games on a Monday, primetime, no NBA games. 
and we'll go from there because nobody cares about baseball. I don't know if baseball's playing tonight or not. I know my Dodgers are playing, but I don't care. I don't watch them. I'm not going to watch them. I said I wouldn't watch them. I'm not going to watch them. So, so you you had to bet, you had to gamble on it, or you wait and push it back a seat uh, later on in the year, and then try to figure out how to get Mahomes and Cam Newton on the same field because Cam's playing decent and all this type of shit, right? But. I think it's a money grab. It's a it's a trying to get the ratings are low. They got to get them up, um, etc. And it's a shame that the ratings are low because that's how many racists live in America, in my opinion. Because a lot of cats are are not watching because of kneeling and and, and having in racism in the end zones and all this type of shit. And and unfortunately, the owners are the fucking half of them are probably the the, the biggest ones. And uh, these players, you know, are playing for a living. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of them are getting hurt and pleasing these billionaire owners and they're getting hurt at their own expense and knowing or maybe unknowing they're not even going to get their contracts renewed next year. And they're putting their life on the line for these motherfuckers who don't give a fuck about them. And now you've lost 69 cats to major injury and you're continuing to lose them because nobody's in football shape at all. Not even close. Cats were out fucking shopping man they do a zoom meeting go chill shop drink chill pool party whatever they wanted to do they weren't working out like they normally would if they were in camp or ota or mini camp or anything like that in a structured environment they're not ready to play football at this level nobody is and you can see it and it's it's coming out and it's struggling uh it looks bad Practice squad players are abroad. They're everywhere. We're watching Patrick. We're watching practice squad players play more than they ever have, man. And uh, like I've been saying, man, all year it's JV football. College and NFL is JV football. So I'm just telling you. Mm. Texas and Oklahoma college football. Texas allows 56 versus an A&M or a Texas Tech team whose Kansas State shuts down to 20 points or whatever this past weekend. Kansas State loses to an Arkansas State team who got drugged by a Coastal Carolina team who beat the shit out of a KU team. Oklahoma State goes and blows out a KU team who struggled versus a Tulsa team who Tulsa just beat UCF, number 11 in the country. Oklahoma lost to an Iowa State team where Iowa State lost game one to an FCS team. So you're telling me, this is all shit I'm just saying off the head because I know know it's right. You're telling me the parity is not at an all-time high? Coastal Carolina drug Arkansas State, which I thought would be a better FCS game or, you know, a mid-major game. And uh, Coastal Carolina's got dudes. I called that shit when I posted it. I got a kid there, obviously, Shamari Jones running back, who scored the other night, and I cussed him out for having the ball fucking not high and tight. But I'm just going to tell you, because you either coach it or you're allowed, right? I don't give a fuck if you don't play for me anymore. He knows. He posted it. He knew. He knew. He knew I'd cuss him out. But this is the thing. Hey, you expect greatness. You demand greatness. And you will be great. Shit. 
I don't give a fuck what you, you can you can say. Oh, Shamar, you're not playing with me no more, and just have the ball way out there. Well, his coaches better get on his ass because your coach will allow it. But this is the thing. College football is JV football at its finest. I don't believe, I believe Alabama and Clemson run the table, possibly an Ohio State team. And then you're going to get one team possibly in the Pac-12 that wins six, six or seven games, whatever schedule they're playing, right? So do not put another team out of that fucking conference with Oklahoma and Texas in a BCS playoff. Please don't ever do it again. That's my whole issue with adding eight teams to the playoff. I know everybody wants to see more teams in the playoff. The problem becomes you're going to get the Texas and Oklahomas of the world in an eight-game playoff. And they will get waxed. It's not a good look. They're not very good football teams. I mean, they haven't been. Their conferences aren't good. Can we just say that? Can everyone understand that conferences are not fucking very good? They don't play defense, and defense usually wins championships. I mean, there's not been a lot. There's been a few, but there hasn't been a huge. There hasn't been a lot of games that have been total blow uh, shootouts. You know, Oregon and Auburn game that year was a twenty what three twenty game or something. Phil goal wins it. Um, you know, besides the USC games when their powers in Florida, you know, blowing teams out in that game in that in the championship. I mean, Alabama Clemson have been pretty good games besides the Clemson blowout. Uh, when they blew out Alabama um, two years ago, um, uh, shit, man, they're, they're, most of the games are decent. You know, LSU ran away a little bit last year on Clemson, but most of the games are decent because um, defense comes into play. Special teams comes into play. Coaching and discipline comes into play. <sighs> you know, there was a picture people don't look at. But Alabama was walking to play Oklahoma that year they played. And uh, Oklahoma got off the bus. Half of them were in shorts. Half of them were in sweatshorts. Half of them were in their own shirt. Alabama gets off the bus. They're in suit and ties. All look the exact same. Coaches all look the exact same. Just how I used to do it. I wanted the program to look that way when we got off the bus. That's why I put our guys in certain things. What we wear, we all were going to look the same, whether it was in a sweatsuit or a suit and tie. Shirt and tie. Oklahoma got off looking like whatever, and they got beat like whatever. And people don't look at it like, oh, yeah. that shit matters, man. That's a fucking program instilled, instilled structural environment fucking conducive to winning, and it's preached and taught every single day in winning programs. So I'm just telling you. People won't trip. Oh, they, why would they get beat like that? And they got off the bus looking like whatever. I mean, there's no fucking program. We're, we're here to look like this because this is why we play. And you got off looking like that and look how you played. You got your ass blown out. I'm telling you, shit, little shit matters. Little shit adds up. Little shit stacks up. And uh, people don't look at it like that. But when you're a coach, you'll get it. Um, Miami plays Clemson this weekend. That'll be a good game, I think. I think it'll be closer than people think. Um, I still think Miami's learning how to win. I wouldn't take Miami yet. 
Um, there are obviously upsets. And, you know, like I said, besides Clemson and Alabama, I think it's anyone's ball game every week. I just think Clemson with the winning culture and Alabama with the winning culture that's been set in stone, I believe those two teams will figure out how to get through this season. Everyone else is up for air, up in the grabs, and I don't think Miami's there yet. Um, Manny's done a decent job there, uh, but they haven't really played nobody, first of all. Let's look at it. Uh, you know, Florida State's bad. They're a bad football team. To be in the state of Florida, I don't know how you can be that bad. I don't care if they say that Willie drug the team in the mud and, and, and Norvell's trying to get them out of it and it's all that shit. Like I said, you can you can build a team and, and fix them up in, in a year. And I don't know if... Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, Jacksonville State. They damn near... Did they cover? They might have covered. Like, that's bad against Florida State. So, I don't know, man. Um, there's some bad teams out there. And coaches are making way too much money to be that bad. And I'm just being honest. Um, so, I don't know. Texas gets beat by Gary Patterson TCU team. Um you know, Texas puts up 59 on Texas Tech, and then they come back. Texas, I mean, is what they are, man. They're they're just, they're not, he's not getting them over the hump. Texas A&M is what they are. He ain't getting them over the hump. This motherfucker makes $10 million a year. Last I checked, it was results-oriented business. Make $10 million a year. And you get beat by 30-something to an Alabama team. I don't give a fuck. Like, you make $10 million a year alone, you should have the standard of being elite. But I don't get it. Presidents don't get it. I'm glad you paid $10 million to get beat by 35. Shit. Um, let's get into the Lincoln-Riley deal, man. Listen. Lincoln Riley has been tabbed this quarterback guru. See, I, I, I listen. Baker, you got fucking Kyler Murray. You had a Jalen Hurst. All were coached and mentored and tooled before he got them. Now. Is it a coincidence that his team is struggling right now with a freshman? It's a two-double-edged sword again. You have this true freshman quarterback from Arizona, the state of Arizona. I recruited his high school pinnacle lot. You got this school, you got this freshman kid in there thrown into the wolves, and then you got this guy who's a guru who's supposed to make him the best thing since sliced bread. And then you got the other side saying, well, shit, all these other quarterbacks ripped it year one. These guys all played other places. They were already coached up. Jalen Hurts already fucking won a natty at Alabama. Those guys are going to come in and understand football at a much higher level. They're going to have FBI, which is football intelligence, not fucking Federal Bureau of Investigation, you fucking criminals out there. So you got to understand their FBI was much higher. These kids are understanding at a higher rate, faster rate, quicker. They're going to be better physically. They're going to be more mature. They're going to be mentally more stable. 
So you can't put it all on the fucking coach, and you can't put it all on the queue. But he give him a couple years with this queue, and let's see how good the queue is. Even next year. But I say after his junior year, is he a first-round draft pick Heisman Trophy winner? If he is, then you could say Lincoln is solidified. But don't be so quick to judge and pump our brakes a little bit on all the judgmental shit because I know how it is to be judged um, every day. So, but let's pump our brakes on he's the guru of quarterbacks and then let's pump our brakes that he's shitty now all of a sudden without those quarterbacks, okay? Let's give him a couple years. That's like saying Joe Burrow, is he shitty or is he the shit? He's played three fucking games in the NFL. Slow down. He has no O-line, no wideouts, no running back. Slow down. His defense is horrendous. Slow down. He won his first game, I think. Slow down. He's legitimate. I told you. I think he has a great upside. But let's pump our brakes. Cincinnati's been a fucking cemetery for quarterbacks. And it's a graveyard waiting to happen. Let's see if they can get out of it and change their their ways, okay? So we'll see. Why is Jalen Ramsey always fighting after games? Like, I'm so glad I'm not his coach, man, because it would have got ugly, man. I mean, I'm telling you, this motherfucker's been into five fights after a game in his his NFL career. Like, why is this motherfucker always fighting? That's some bitch-ass shit. I've done this a long time, and I think he's a shitbird. Surprised he got the money that he got. From the Rams. But after all, the Rams play, pay everyone and they have the worst p- player payment history in the league. So it figures that they paid him the big salary. The girly who they ended up wasting money on. Goff, who's still to be determined, in my opinion, played horrible yesterday against the worst fucking team in the NFL. Um, I don't know, man. Jalen Ramsey's always talking shit, just like most corners do. And um, I think he's a great player, man. But most shitbirds are great players. That's what people don't get. Your best players are your shitbirds. I've been saying this for how long now? How many years have you heard me say this? That doesn't mean that this motherfucker's not damn near going to be a cancer like he's been wherever he's been. So let's see how long this fucking thing lasts, man. Sometimes addition by subtraction works a lot better. So, but he gets into it with Golden Tate, I believe. You know, he's got into it with fucking Peters, who's another corner, another fucking corner, who's a shitbird, right? Corner. So these two got into it one year with the Ravens and the Rams. So, I mean, it's just, it's always something. Jacksonville, he got into it with fucking three different games. I don't know. The Lakers lost, you know, this, this, they played this absolutely spineless game without any grit, no heart, and it was shameful and disrespectful. And I'm tired of hearing, I'm tired of hearing fucking LeBron James and AD's name put with Kobe and Shaq. I'm just tired of hearing it, man. I, I love AD and Kobe uh, and Shaq. I mean, I love AD and LeBron. They're never going to be Shaq and Kobe. Just like, it's hard to say. You can, and you can say, well, Coach Brown, nobody's going to ever be MJ and Pippen. No shit. But what I'm saying is, I don't hear the 
MJ and Pippen comparisons with these other people. Why they haven't compared fucking uh, MJ and Pippen to fucking goddamn Joker and fucking Murray. Like, dog, shut the fuck up and pump our brakes. There's not. First of all, AD's still got many years to play, number one. Number two, LBJ's playing out his mind at 17 years in. Does great shit in the community. Great dude. But he don't have the killer instinct. AD sure don't have it. And they both can get soft on you and suck their teeth and get in their feelings and stop playing. That's what I see. I've seen it for a long time. I've been around it. I kind of know how it is. And I'm not just talking out my ass. I see it in those two. And it's a shame. You never seen that in Shaq and Kobe. That's why they feud. That's why they feuded against each other. That's why they had personal beef. They were both highly competitive and talked shit and they fucking held each other to a high standard. LeBron and AD talk shit and it's a little bit of bickering and shit at practice, they say, but one of them bows down at the end and says, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's really no back and forth until they, you know, sometimes you got to fight each other. Brothers fight all the time, right? Still means you love each other. It don't mean you don't love each other. Cats got to fight sometimes, man, um, to maybe really be, be build that bond. I'm just telling you. Um, but LeBron walks off the court, um, sucking his teeth, and it just seemed like it was a... Uh, we've seen that story before, right? Um, I don't know. I'm just saying. So look, let's get into this. Why, what does fucking Dan Orlowski or Vlosky or Vlosky, whatever the fuck, Orlovsky on ESPN, what the fuck does his... I can't stand this motherfucker when he talks. Why is he so fucking enamored with Carson Wentz? This motherfucker really, truly, like, has to have Carson Wentz's balls on his fucking jaws. He's got to have his balls on his breath. This motherfucker sucks Carson Wentz's dick. And Carson Wentz, to me, I've been telling everybody, is the second most overrated quarterback in football and behind Baker Mayfield. And, dog, let's pump our brakes on the whole Carson Wentz fucking thing. I finally agreed with Max Kellerman today, who I also can't stand listening to. I finally agreed with him today because he hates Wentz. I don't want to say the word hate. I hate saying that word. He doesn't like Wentz. And fucking Orlaski loves him. And uh, they go back and forth about this Wentz thing. Quit wasting our fucking time. They both fucking made their argument why Wentz is shitty, why Wentz is great. Then Stephen A. comes on and says Wentz don't have fucking any receivers. Well, no shit. Either did Tom Brady. Uh, quit making all these fucking excuses, man. So, see, and then I got like a YouTube guy comes right on and says, poor Carson has no receivers. Either does fucking Aaron Rodgers, bro. Either does fucking Russell Wilson has a couple now, but Russell Wilson hasn't had any. I mean, he's had Golden Tate one year. He had, dude, Tom Brady. When did he have Randy Moss one time? Chad Johnson for a year got hurt. He hasn't had no fucking stellar loaded wideouts. And if you really go down the line, you go back to the Dan Marino era. Of fucking 
you don't have a lot of dudes that had just loaded four wideouts like it's college. That shit, there's excuses of like assholes, man. We all got them. Carson Wentz is average. He's overrated. Just so we're clear, they're, they're, they're fucking saying that Carson Wentz is back after a fucking team that they played last night is not only depleted on defense like no other, two of their best players, top 10 players in the NFL are out. Do you think Carson Wentz does what he does last night with his feet if Bosa's playing? Shut the fuck up, Dan Orlowski. These motherfuckers played against a JV practice squad defense last night and still looked average, in my opinion. Carson Wentz is not back. Fucking played against a team that was so fucking hurt last night. And he still looks shitty, in my opinion. And this motherfucker's saying he's back. This shit blows my mind that these are fucking an analysts that get paid millions say the shit they say. I don't get it. Let's pump our brakes with the Cleveland Brown talk. Fuck me. Stop talking about Cleveland Browns being legitimate, making a playoff run. Ryan fucking Clark on ESPN, another fucking slapdick. Come on, man. Just because you play don't mean you know shit. Because the worst coaches in America are ex-fucking players. I'm just telling you. So, first of all, Dallas has the worst defense in the last 10 years in NFL football, number one. Number two, Baker Mayfield's not asked to do a lot because they run the football with four legitimate running backs. Four. And have a legitimate ass. Now, that's a fucking wideout crew. If you want to talk about having wideouts. And OG, Beckham has to have a fucking reverse pass thrown to him by a wideout. And a reverse given to him. Because this guy can't get in the ball conventionally. Let's keep it real. They've got to make up shit to get this motherfucker the ball because this cat can't drop back, make a read, step up, fucking slide and glide and throw a football on time. Quit saying he's legit. This motherfucker drops back, looks at the rush, because if you're a quarterback guy, you would know, looks at the fucking rush and escapes and tries to make a fucking play with his feet. And in the NFL's NFL standards, he's an average athlete running around. Man, quit. Pump our brakes. They lost to the Ravens, who we saw get dismantled by the Chiefs, who they blew Cleveland out. And then Cleveland has beat three horrible teams since. Three horrible teams. So (laughs) pump our brakes on the Cleveland Brown playoff talk. Please, let's slow down. Jesus Christ. Um, this Rose kid, University of Kentucky, I posted a, a tweet um, of a receiver for South Carolina making a lazy fucking effort on a touchdown ball that he should have made and uh, even go so far as saying the quarterback made a horrible throw. And I'm a quarterback guy, obviously quarterback, quarterback guy. And then, uh, you know, she got like 100,000 views in overnight and fucking, you know, you got every fucking swinging dick, uh, you know, 
Jack of all trades, master of fucking none, uh, title of this show. You get all these fucks that come on that are master of all trades. Um, Jack of all trades, I'm sorry, but they think they're masters of everything. And, uh, well, shitty, that's why you're on the couch. The ball is so fucking far behind them. That's the excuses that losers and fucking people that know nothing about the profession and sport and position say. That's what they say. They're, that's what the bitch made motherfuckers say that have no clue what they're talking about. Back when I played, that receiver would have been gutted, ran, fucking probably wouldn't have played for a few games because not only was his effort shitty, his mechanics were shitty, his fundamentals were shitty. That's an easy drop your hips, turn, palms up, both hands extended, and make that catch. That's supposed to be practiced every day behind the fucking uh, receiver balls. Balls thrown behind you is a practice thing, and pra- it should be practiced every day by your wideout coach. That was not a fucking very difficult catch. These kids watch fucking Odell Beckham, and they watch the one percenters in the world that catch the ball in a game with one hand and think they're cool and they're going to do it. And I believe it's become even worse during COVID because coaches really have no recourse. They can't go get another guy because their guy is either a practice squad guy in the NFL or a walk-on in college. And you're either fucking, you're, you're hamstrung. You're fucking stuck with the shit bird that wants to be cool and does this one-hand bullshit, lazy-ass shit. Go watch the game. Go watch the film. This motherfucker could have made the catch. It was a horrible ball. The, running, the quarterback should have forced the corner and threw the, and ran the ball in or dumped it to him. Yeah, he was. A, it was a shitty fucking throw. But it wasn't an uncatchable ball, and the wideout looked horrible. And it made this co- his made his coaching staff and position coach look god awful by just his demeanor alone before and after the catch. So, or the drop, I should say. Uh, and then you have this Kentucky receiver, Rose, breaks loose. He's gone. He's putting up the deuces symbol on the 20. And the old Miss player hustling down was right on his ass anyway. Hey, fucking trips him up. So not only are you an embarrassment to your program, I mean, you should be embarrassed, right? Um, to your program, your embarrassment, but you also should be fucking, um, um, sorry, I had to take this. You would also be, um, you should be cussed out. You're a fucking embarrassment. You did that bullshit. You should be cussed the fuck out and set your ass down for I don't know how long. So that's just what I'm saying. That's what I think. Um, I would have cussed his ass out, man. I'm just telling you. Um, And he wouldn't have played again for me. So, hey, it's what it is. But you allow it or you coach it. So I'm just telling you. Um, You either allow it or you either coach it, man. That's just what it is. So, um, fuck. See what happens. 
Um, slapdicks do slapdick shit. Shit birds and fucksticks do fuckstick shit bird shit. And if you're a slapdick, you're not going to allow it. So I'm just telling you. Will Pelfrey, appreciate you becoming a member. Um, you guys become members and, and uh, subscribers to our show. Hit the like button on YouTube. We're going to make sure that you uh, enjoy the content. Like I said, we're only building it out. And uh, the, the football one-on-one clinics is Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays on YouTube. It'll become available to our high-tier members starting tomorrow, October 6th. And we'll announce it on social media uh, it'll be only to high tier members and it's really to coaches, but there is some CEOs and stuff involved that want to be part of it. Um, so I appreciate you guys on YouTube. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, just had to catch up from last night, get this slapdick podcast in, uh, brought to you by manscaped. Go check it out. Manscaped use promo code slapdick. And, uh, Hey man, I'll be back to you Wednesday with spree on our whatever Wednesday show. And then I'll be back Friday with uh, Brandon Lang. If you guys want to bet this week, get on brandonlang.com even tonight and you'll see his picks on his website, brandonlang.com. We'll have him on Friday for our pick em quick segment, which has been great. Uh, a lot of, a lot of followers have been listening and winning off of his picks. He is the number one handicapper in the world. Betting extraordinaire, two for the money, the show with Al Pacino and Matthew McConaughey. And uh, that was about him, Brandon Lang, who's on my show every Friday. So tune in, peep it out. Hey, whiskey's doing well. The Slapdick Cigars are doing well. SlapdickCigars.com. CoachJBStore.com is the whiskey. You can grab it now. Both of them are shipping standard times now. You can get them a lot faster. Cigars, we dropped the price on online, but they are also at High Times Wine Cellar in Costa Mesa, California. You can find it online and uh, look for Sean S. Patrick on Instagram and reach out to him. He can get you cigars, too, uh, pretty fast. Hey, I appreciate you guys. YouTube, everybody, I appreciate you. And, uh, hey, get after the week, man. It's a great day to have a great fucking day. The real coach JB, peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Fight a guy, man. I'm just telling you.